Hey ladies, welcome to the Lifestyle MD Podcast. Are you a woman physician or healthcare provider who is struggling to prioritize your health and fitness? Are you afraid that putting your needs first makes you selfish and it gets in the way of your roles as a doctor, a wife, or a mom? Are you tired of starting and stopping fitness programs only to find yourself falling back into old self-tabotaging habits? If you answered yes to any of these questions, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Angela, a duly board certified internal medicine pediatrics physician, wife, mom, stepmom, and your fit lifestyle coach. This podcast will move you from running on empty and wishing you were in better health to pouring from a full cup and living your best fit life indefinitely. All right, let's get into it. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Lifestyle MD. I am Dr. Angela, and this is episode number five. During episode four, I introduced the topic of protein, and this is part of a multi-part series around nutrition. So if you have not listened to episode four, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that as it lays the foundation for the next two episodes. Specifically in this episode, I'm going to define what carbohydrates are, why they're important, how to choose the carbohydrates in your diet, and how to determine how many carbohydrates you should be consuming on a regular basis. All right, so let's be clear here. Carbohydrates are an essential macronutrient. There is a lot of misinformation out there about carbohydrates. I find that people are often really confused about carbohydrates and automatically assume that carbohydrates are bad because popular opinion in diet culture is that carbohydrates are the enemy. And this cannot be further from the truth. So think back to one of my earlier episodes, if you had a chance to listen. I emphasize the importance of choosing quality ingredients. So the quality of your carbohydrates are actually more important than the quantity. Yes, there is a time and place to consider how much carbohydrates you're eating in terms of grams per day, um, especially if you want to be really particular. But first things first, ensure that you are getting good quality carbohydrate sources. High quality carbohydrates come from whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and beans. In other words, whole foods. The role of carbohydrates is to provide the body with glucose. This is important fuel for the brain, the CNS. It also helps the body burn fat. It helps your body to preserve muscle by preventing the utilization of protein, sparing that as an energy source when you are fasting. Unprocessed and minimally processed versions of whole grains, vegetables, fruits, and beans don't just provide you with glucose, but they're also an important source of vitamins, minerals, fibers, fiber, and other important phytonutrients that are necessary for overall health and well-being. Less healthy varieties of carbohydrates, such as bread, pastry, soda, other highly processed and refined foods, contain easily digestible carbohydrates, which provide you quick source of energy, but they also lead to rapid spikes in blood sugar and increased secretion of insulin or insulin spikes, which then ultimately leads to weight gain, interferes with weight loss, and promotes other conditions like diabetes and heart disease. And the really interesting thing about carbohydrates is that Under normal circumstances, your brain can only use glucose for fuel. If you do not have a readily available source of glucose from carbohydrates, your body has to then convert fatty acids to ketones in the liver. The ketones or ketone bodies then become your body and your brain's main source of energy during this low glucose state, also known as ketosis. We'll get more into that in later episodes, but for now, let's stick with carbohydrates. So instead of thinking of carbohydrates in terms of, quote, good and bad, you should think about them as refined or simple or complex. Definitely want to go for the more complex varieties as they contain way more nutrients. And this is going to give you more bang for your buck. 
And generally speaking, the more fiber, micronutrient, carbohydrate contains, the more complex it is and the better it is for you. The simple and refined varieties tend to break down very quickly and lead to rapid spikes in glucose or blood sugar. Whereas the more complex varieties take longer to break down, lead to much slower increases in blood sugar and more moderate increases in insulin. In the medical world, we talk about this in terms of the glycemic index of foods. So foods with higher glycemic index increase your blood sugar more rapidly than foods with lower glycemic index. If you're a diabetic or you counsel diabetics, you often talk to them about the glycemic index and you tell people to choose foods that are lower on the glycemic index scale. Does this mean that you should never indulge in sugary foods or foods with high glycemic index or simple, super processed treats? No, absolutely not. That would be considered all or nothing thinking. Instead, you should adopt something like an 85-15 rule or a 90-10 rule where you are eating a really healthy, well-balanced diet 85 to 90% of the time and then allowing room for 10 to 15% of the time for you to indulge in some of the lower quality Um, carbohydrate type foods so that you're not getting yourself into this deprivation mode and you find yourself craving and uncontrollably indulging in some of those sugary sweets. Another thing that you can do is make sure that you pair your treat with some protein and a little bit of healthy fat. So this will slow down the digestion and also hinder the sharp insulin spike that'll come with just eating a strictly uh, simple sugar. All right, time for a little physiology review. After a meal, your carbohydrates are then broken down into the smallest building blocks of energy that your body can use, glucose molecules. Those then are absorbed to the bloodstream, into the small, through the small intestine, travels through your body, and this is called blood glucose or also blood sugar. Remember that blood sugar is super important for maintaining your body's processes. Everything you do in your body, all the energy you need comes from glucose. After you eat, Insulin is secreted into your bloodstream. It tells your liver, your muscles, and fat to take up the glucose that it needs for the energy right away. And then it tells it to store whatever it doesn't need for later use. Even though the brain only makes up 2% of your total body weight, it consumes 20 to 25% of your resting body glucose at any given time. So what happens to that glucose that you didn't need right away? It gets stored in your liver and in your muscles. Approximately 50 to 80 grams of it is stored as glycogen in your liver. And then about 300 to 400 grams is stored as glycogen in your muscles. This is necessary for your body when you're in between meals. It is like your storage tank that your body can draw on when circulating free-flowing levels of glucose are low. So in between meals, during fasting states. When receptor cells throughout the body sense that you need glucose and that circulating levels are low, your body secretes glucagon, another hormone, which then alerts your liver and your muscles to release that stored glycogen back into the bloodstream as glucose for immediate energy. Most of your body cells can use other forms of energy like fatty acids from fat and amino acids from protein, but your brain and your nervous system rely heavily as glucose is the main source of energy. So if you have more muscle, does that mean that you can store more glycogen? Yes. People who are less active and have less muscle have less glycogen storage capacity. Once you run out of room to store glycogen in your liver and your muscles, anything that's left over gets stored as fat. 
And here's the tricky thing. It actually can get a little bit more complicated than that. If you are eating foods that have high glycemic index, your body is going to have a rapid influx of glucose, which is going to lead to a rapid spike in insulin. And then your body is going to misinterpret the quantity of glucose that you're taking in and earmark some of that as fat storage, perhaps prematurely. So it behooves you to eat foods that are lower in the glycemic index scale to avoid pushing your body into fat storage mode. If that doesn't motivate you to choose high quality carbohydrates, I don't know what will. Another plug here, I recommend avoiding no carb, low carb foods. There was a time where low carb and no carb foods were all the rage on the shelves. If you consume these kind of foods over a long period of time and deprive your body of carbohydrates, like chronically, you're going to deplete your glycogen stores, which is going to lead to suppression of your immune system. It's going to reduce your exercise tolerance. It'll ultimately lead to decreased metabolic function among a host of other issues. So chronically depriving yourself of the necessary carbohydrates it needs to function is not a great idea. So here's the big question you're probably all asking is how many carbohydrates do I need to eat on a daily basis? The bare minimum amount of carbohydrates that the typical person needs to consume or is of 130 grams of carbohydrates daily. This amount is assuming that you're not doing anything. This is just to support regular bodily functions without exercise, assuming no activity. In other words, this is for a sedentary person. Anything above that should be matched to your physical activity and your metabolic needs. And when you think of physical activity, you shouldn't think of just the quantity or the duration of activity. You should also be thinking about the intensity. Higher intensity activities require much more glucose and also deplete your glycogen stores much faster than low or moderate intensity activities. So this may mean that you consume more carbohydrates on the days that you are more physically active versus the days where you're not doing any regular exercise or activity. Now, don't expect me to give you quantities here because I do not know you personally. do not know your activity level. I do not know your metabolic demands. I don't know anything about you. So if you want to have a better idea of what you should be eating, you should be working with um, a fitness professional, nutritionist, or you can even reach out to me as I do offer health coaching to women doctors and healthcare providers who are interested in becoming healthy and fit. Now, let's briefly talk about timing. If your goal is to get lean and stay lean and also have enough um, energy for your activities, you should make sure that you are building your glycogen stores right away by giving yourself a healthy dose of glucose or carbohydrate-rich foods that are complex with your morning breakfast, along with a nice healthy dose of protein, as we discussed in the previous episode. Then you should make sure that you're timing carbohydrate ingestion, ingestion before and after your workout. It's really important that you're giving your body adequate energy to use as fuel during your workout and then also post-workout so you can replenish the glycogen and also provide enough fuel for your muscle growth. If you skip the post-workout carbohydrates, your exercise recovery will take longer, you'll be sore longer, and you will lose muscle tissue over time. Now, it is possible to work out before you have your meal or to have something light ahead of time. The most important thing is that you do have adequate glycogen stores to fuel your workout. So if you find that you're tired or lightheaded or sluggish or just plain hungry during your workout, then you clearly didn't have enough energy on board and you either need to time planning to eat a meal beforehand or make sure to do a good job storing up your glycogen the night before. Whew. That was a lot. I hope you found this episode helpful. I'm actually really excited to announce at this point that I am going to be offering a VIP one-day session for um, people who are interested in just focusing on one area 
um, specifically. Right now, the only area I'm going to be offering for a VIP session is nutrition. And in this session, I will meet with clients either virtually or in person and then go through over all things nutrition, help you with meal prepping, walk you through that. Um, we'll do grocery store shopping, um, just all things nutrition, specifically get into the details of carbohydrates, proteins, and fats as it pertains to you, your diet, and your family. So I will be sharing all of my personal tips and tricks to help you be successful long-term and very much the same way that me and my family have been successful, but of course applied to you. So in summary from today's episode, we talked about carbohydrates, define carbohydrates as a significant, very important macronutrient. It is the source of glucose that your body uses for energy and metabolism. It is your brain's primary source of energy. So it's critical that you're getting adequate amounts of glucose. Talked about the bare minimum amount of glucose that both men and women need to consume on average is 130 grams per day. This varies and then goes up from there, depending on your activity level. Talked about timing your carbohydrates, making sure that you have adequate carbohydrates on board for your workouts. So starting off the day with carbohydrates or your first meal, having healthy sorts of carbohydrates along with protein, also making sure that you are beefing up your carbohydrates before your workout and after your workout. Being sure not to eat immediately before your workout because your food does need to digest. And last but not least, I announced my new VIP nutrition intensive offering. If you are interested in hearing more details about this new VIP offering, you can email me at AngelaLifestyleMD at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at AngelaLifestyleMD. And we'll also be releasing a special podcast episode in the near future, providing a few more details about the VIP offering. So stay tuned for that. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Lifestyle MD. Provide a rating and review on iTunes or anywhere where you listen to your podcast. And lastly, please share this with another woman who may find this interesting or helpful in their health and fitness journey. This has been another episode of the Lifestyle MD. Special thank you to Lou Musa for the show theme music created with free photography and makeup by Janae for the cover photo. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already, please subscribe today and share with another woman doctor who may benefit. You may also follow me on Instagram at Angela Lifestyle MD. I am Dr. Angela. Thank you for joining me today.